Are you ready? Go. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. Get down to the business of sport right here on the world-famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to MMA Uncaged right here on the Ginger's Perspective. And it has been an eventful week. Unfortunately, as Justin Ferrer joins me, the MMA guru, not a good week for our reigning flyweight champion, Nkazimulo Zulu Boy Zulu, who was knocked over by a car during a training run. Uh, and that news broke today. So the 31st of January is when we heard that he will no longer be fighting, uh, defending his title uh, on March the 4th, EFC 57. So Justin, obviously very sad news indeed. What do we know? I had a chat with uh, Walter Winters, Coach Edgar. Um, he couldn't say much. He was uh, sorting out specialists, etc. No broken bones is what we know, which is a positive, but ligament damage, uh, waiting for a specialist to come back and reassess him. Obviously, they can't assess too much when there's inflammation. It's very difficult. But he did send me a picture of the car, and there's one heck of a ding on the windscreen. So wow. we're obviously hoping that, that Zulu Boy is out. What we do know is that uh, he's not fighting on March the 4th. Yeah. Such a pity because he's just come back from the States in the Ultimate Fighter House. He spent extra time there preparing, and apparently he was on fire. Yeah, it's very, very sad when um, this happens. And I mean, it's it just it's absolutely ridiculous that you can't even have a jog at times in Johannesburg, and the, and the drivers just don't care. I mean, I don't know exact circumstances, but uh, Kazimula Zulu has now paid the price uh, for the time being. We hope that it isn't too serious and that we do see him back, but it is going to be a painstaking return for a guy who um, lit up the lights of Las Vegas at one point. And as you say, at Tough, at 24, he was um, impressing people. And, and, and I interviewed him just the other day, and he just seemed like he has a new lease on life. He's really pumped up. And he was even saying that there's a UFC contract just around the corner. Yeah, I can believe it. I mean, he's a fearless striker, as we've always said. And I mean, he's, he's a dynamic striker. Great use of range. And he just, he really pulls the trigger. Um, I just I just hope that it's not too serious. You, know, you can always panel beat a car. You can't panel beat a body. That takes a long time to fix I hope that we learn from it. Other athletes learn from it. Just stick to track running. I know it's, you know, it's good to go. It's the scenic route jogging, putting your cardio in with a little bit of, you know, in the, in, in the summer sun. But, you know, man, you got to stay away from the cars. We're thinking of you, Zulu boy. We hope uh, you will have a speedy recovery, and we hope to see you in either the hexagon or the octagon very soon. Uh, so, a talented fighter, unfortunately. Uh, knocked over, won't be fighting for that title on March the 4th in EFC 57. But I think that uh, we're just glad that he's alive and that there's no broken bones in this one. Uh, more bad news, I suppose, for South African fighters. Drikas Duplessis headed to Australia. We are expecting him to see him fight, but it didn't quite go according to plan, did it, Justin? Yeah, he denied a visa, as I'm told. Um, I like to chat to the guys in person. Uh, I was hoping to see, but I mean... March is the next time that I would get to see Drickers face to face. But yeah, man, that's an admin issue. I don't know the responsibility of who was meant to get the visa. I just do know that it must be tough getting denied entry on the way there. He did his weight cut in, in, in the airport. He's a dedicated kid, talented kid. It would have been great to showcase his talent on another continent. Um, but yeah, 
someone's to blame there and whether it's the promoter or management or whatever the case is it's a chap has lost his lost an opportunity luckily he's young enough he'll bounce back and all that won't worry him but you know imagine it was more serious imagine it was it was a gareth mcclellan for example that that didn't get a visa um five minutes before his fight i mean imagine the loss of earnings that, that trickers has lost in anybody yeah and the loss of exposure and also the promoter so difficult to see who's to blame um no one's really going to tell you i suppose yeah, look, yeah it's it's very sad nonetheless yeah i think uh the blame has to lie at the feet of the management there and uh, the organizers of the event i mean between the the two parties surely that should have been signed sealed delivered there shouldn't be any concerns and uh, another interesting one at the launch, uh, where EFC announced that they had signed a, a multi-year deal with uh, the national broadcaster, the SABC, those slots are going to be from, I think it's every Saturday night from the 11th of February, 9pm to 11pm. And then when it is fight night, you will see a three-hour event. And it will be slightly delayed, I think by an hour or so, but that will still be going out on SABC 3 to millions and millions of viewers. So... Their launch really has uh, signaled the intention that they want to try and tap into a new audience and hopefully unearth some uh, some diamonds in the rough, uh, Justin. I think by more viewers getting to see the fastest growing sport in the world, um, hopefully we'll have more guys going to gym saying, I want to do MMA. 100%. And I hope that the guys that are putting in the effort get paid. It's so important. The exposures, I mean, uh, fight, remove the argument about fight purses, that's irrelevant you want this is a platform for the guys and you want more people to see them which means there's more opportunity for sponsors and we need a live broadcaster we, there's you know you get these constant messages justin where can i watch what can i do da, 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 whatever the case is delayed live was difficult because yeah. you get the information from social media and it takes away that edge that there's nothing like watching a live event there's nothing like seeing it when the rest of the world sees it in terms of generating, in terms of monetizing it, in terms of betting, etc., it's going to change the game completely, and I'm really, really happy that this has happened. Yeah, just to think, I mean, let's just take the the, the, the evening news, 7 p.m. on SABC, looking at something like almost 20 million viewers. I speak under correction, but it's massive. So SABC partnering with EFC, I think, uh, means, means good things. It bodes well for the future. Interesting one, though, that, it's popped up in the week and, and you actually uh, sent me this as uh, the World Series of Fighting appears to be in serious trouble. And I know that there are rumored links here with fight stars back in South Africa, but surely that's not good news if the World Series of Fighting is in, in trouble and, and looks to be closing down. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't know if it's a move uh, on their part to look left, go right. Um, I don't think it's going to, I don't think that the impact from on fight stars was was that huge i don't think they they had fully uh, stepped into bed together yet um i don't think it's going to stop the momentum that fights are. it may be uh, it may slow them but it's not going to stop them um but it is a pity i think there's uh, promotional issues there maybe there's a change of licensing there, there are rumors and we don't know but there there are court proceedings in america but in america everybody sues everybody every five minutes so you never know what's happening they could be changing owners and therefore closing down and moving to another but there's never good for, it's never good to have a cloud of negativity around anything no, of because course. people jump on that and they get panicky without a doubt without a doubt well let's see what happens there i know that 
we obviously want uh, MMA to grow in uh, in South Africa and on the continent and uh, for more fighters to be getting opportunities, not only with EFC, but with other organizations too. So, you know, at the end of the day, we just want a big pool of fighters, don't we? We want talent that's coming through that can challenge not only on the EFC worldwide stage, but also eventually on the UFC stage. Also, not everybody can fight for the one organization. There's going to be guys that are up and comers that have got to prove themselves. We do have amateur platforms, etc. But it is good that the guys are going to have pro platforms again. So they can prove themselves under the bright lights. Maybe not as big as EFC, but they can. it makes life easier for Graham Cartmark. This guy really performed. He's had two pro pro bouts instead of blooding him uh, at zero. Yeah. Instead of debuting them. So it creates a hierarchy. And competition is great for anything. It makes anything better. Without a doubt. Without a I doubt. I don't think that anybody has the bank that EFC's got and the effort. And they've got a five-year head, five or six-year head start. Um, but it's good that there's more opportunities for for fighters to fight and earn of course all right let's turn our attention now to ufc fight night in denver colorado that happened over the weekend uh just in early hours of sunday morning a little bit early for us caught us both off guard i think but uh, valentina shevchenko with a w now i'm not surprised that, that valentina won um and i wouldn't have been surprised if juliana won but I'm absolutely surprised, and so is everybody, including Dana White, surprised that, that Shevchenko won by submission. Round two. Dana White was, <laughs> yeah, was interviewed and said that if it went to the ground, he thought Juliana would have won, and if it stayed standing, he thought Valentina would have won. So that was equal opportunity, but nobody saw a technical armbar like that. It also got performance of the night. The guy we kind of enjoy watching is Donald Cowboy Cerrone. I mean, in front of his home crowd, you'd have thought possibly he could get away with a victory there. I mean, he's been in form, he's been fighting a lot, um, but wasn't good enough for Masvidal on the night, was he? Yeah, and we were chatting about having a bet, and I was like, mm, a bit iffy. And I just thought to myself, I mean, I, I did think Donald would pull it off, but he didn't. And he got dominated. I mean, he eventually, uh, virtually threw half the strikes of Masvidal. Um, maybe... Donald has been too active. Now, I've always been of the opinion that if you fit and healthy, you must fight. Yeah. I just think that you would like to peak. So this is in front of your hometown. If you if you're if you're a native of Denver, you would rather save the the, the fight before last and put and, and go fight in front of your home crowd. Um, maybe he's just been too active and he's fatigued. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Let's just say it was pretty brutal the way Cowboy Cerrone was stopped. But well, he said he was knocked out twice. <laughs> Donald said that, Masvidal did, and I mean, you never know. I mean, you never know. Thing, you never it's, know. It's it's uh, it's a pity to see Cowboy go down like that. Hopefully, he bounces back. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. And lastly, just taking a look at um, yet another performance of the night, uh, Francis Naganu absolutely destroying Andrei Avlovsky on the night. He's a beast, man. We chatted about this, and I mean. Andrei Arlovsky is one of my favorite, favorite fighters. I never forget he fought a guy called Justin Eilers, and obviously the name is quite a strong name many years ago. And, 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 uh, and Justin Eilers actually popped his knee. But Arlovsky retained the belt. And that was many, many moons ago. And he had the cool thing, uh, gum guard, and he was just a beast, man. He was just he was just relentless. And he was one of the breeds of – he was he – was, one of the first heavy uh, heavyweights of the six pack. I never forget because everybody was like, you know, back in the day when people did MMA, the big guys fought and they didn't really understand nutrition, etc. This guy came in with a, 
he never shaved his chest ever, but he was a, a beast, and you could see his pick, six-pack ribbing, and he, and he came, he was from Belarus, and he did Sambo, and he was just awesome, and he was one of my favorites, and unfortunately, a little bit long on the tooth, and he's, he, you get this, they become gatekeepers, former champions, where, you know, the, the promoters will milk you, and, you know, the new guys, the up-and-comers, will, will, they, you'll be the benchmark for them, so if they beat you, um, they've beaten a legend yeah. but if they lose to you it was expected because yeah. you are a legend sure. and I just think to myself you get the gatekeeper and then you yeah you get paid or whatever the case is but to be knocked out like that Francis Ngon is a beast Yeah, he's massive um, he's ripped and I'm not going to say dynamic but he looks apart I don't think I think he will beat top 10 heavyweights yeah. I just don't think he can consistently beat them that'll be the challenge think, won't it yeah Pardon? That will be the challenge, won't it? Well, this is it. I mean, you know, people are gonna, people are gonna. You beat somebody like Andre, people are gonna start studying you. They're gonna say, right, cool. And then he's got to be. Is he good enough to for people to study him? And he still, and he still bashes through them. I think he's very strong, and there's no question about it, about that striking. And all he needs is half a punch, and this person is going to sleep. But I think he will. I'm not gonna say lucky. I don't believe luck, but he, he'll get lucky for argument's sake a couple of times, but difficult for you to be champion well there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot of more skilled guys you know time will tell justin time will tell speaking of which we are running out of time quickly your thoughts on dana white's comments on uh, the ex-ufc champion ronda rousey he's quoted as saying i think she's probably done do you think that's truth to the rumor that she's considering uh retiring calling it a day i think if anybody knows i think it'll be him um, I don't think she's she's done a lot for the sport. I just think that I think uh, she's past her prime, um, and I think she's probably too loyal to her coach to change. And I think maybe too set in her ways to reinvent. And the time spent, she would have to take off eighteen months, two years, to reinvent herself. And by that time, the new breed has come through. Yeah, you know, every every month the game changes, and this is why these youngsters are traveling overseas and, and sponging and absorbing so much. And is she going to be able to reinvent herself without going back to her old roots? I don't think so. She is a massive, massive brand in the sport of MMA, and hopefully, you know, she transitions into a uh, an analyst or, or or someone who who plays a role on the broadcast because I think that's. I just hope she hasn't made too many enemies. That's the problem. Well, so everybody knows her skill set, but has she not got too much of a bad attitude to be welcomed with open arms? You know, when somebody's nice to you and they're nice on the way up, people want to help you back up if you fall. If you step on them. They're gonna let you. St- they may not. They may not push you down, sure. but they're certainly not gonna extend a hand helping up. You know what I mean? I agree with you. I think uh, also the stories that we're hearing about how she threatened to sue some of her sparring partners before the fight against Amanda Nunes. I mean, that just sort of. We spoke about that last time, and you think to yourself, it should be a, a brotherhood or a sisterhood. Yeah. There should be that an unspoken rule of trust, etc. And you know what? Even if it does get heated, that bond should be so strong. Half five, don't worry about it. Or the coach should be in control. Guys, stop it now. Let's relax. Come yeah, back tomorrow. Exactly. You know what I mean? I, I just there's a loss of control there, which I don't like. Well, then it looks like uh, we could well see Ronda Rousey calling it a day anytime soon. We're going to have to leave it there, Justin Ferrier. Thanks very much for your time. Remember to follow Justin at Justin B. Ferrier. He is also on Facebook. Check him out there. And uh, he will post that picture 
of well, that unfortunate accident involving Nkazimulo Zulu, who was hit by a car. So the flyweight, reigning flyweight champion, is out of EFC 57. One last thing, CS, before we go. Just want to shout out some love to Gareth McClellan off to New Zealand this evening uh, to go complete his training camp for his fight in Brazil, March 11th. Lots of love, Travel Safe Champion. We'll see you soon. Thank you very much for listening. Remember to catch us on iTunes. The Ginger's Perspective is there. Cliffcentral.com and, of course, on csduplicy.co.za. That's it for MMA Uncaged. We'll catch you again next week.